and from our risen and living Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word, which we receive this evening, is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 12 to 18. At that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the Christ, through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and he preached to, those, to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Last week we saw how the two lines at the top of the star come together to make a point. And this reminded us of how we have peace through Christ who is God and man. God come together with man in order to give us peace. Today we move down to the arms of the star. The arms of the star can be seen as pointing out. Uh, away from each other and thereby creating distance and we're going to demonstrate this for the kids with some toy cars here this is just for the kids i get no enjoyment at all out of this right so here we go the arms go out that way right oh that one didn't work very well i'll try that and create distance tonight our text talks about distance and being brought together. We often think that distance is a good way to create peace. One good example might be if you see a brochure for a holiday a vacation resort on some distant sandy island, you might think, I'd like to get away and have some peace. That looks very peaceful. There was that airline that's been doing commercials, want to get away, right? Get away and find some peace. Or Coming up now with Christmas getting near, you might find yourself as you're celebrating the holidays with a house full of people and you might find yourself thinking if I could just get some room to breathe, maybe get outside for a minute, I could find a little peace. We not only look for distance in space to give us peace, but we often sometimes look also for distance in time to give us peace as well. If we've done something we're ashamed of, or if something really terrible uh, has happened to us, we might find ourselves thinking, if I can put enough time between me and this event, or this sin, or this thing that happened, I might be able to find some peace. And so we are often tempted to look for peace in distance, both in time and in space. But of course, the arms of the star can not only be thought of as reaching out away, but they can also be thought of as coming in together. You can think of them as a road reaching out, but in order so that they might bring everyone together in the middle 
we have some tractors here to demonstrate this isn't quite as dramatic. They can't throw them, but bringing red and green tractors together into the middle. And that, of course, is what our text is demonstrating, is telling us tonight that the arms of the star, the arms of Christ, reach out not to give us distance from one another, but to bring us together. Our text tonight teaches us that contrary to what we normally think, the way to find true peace isn't through distance, but through being brought closer together. By removing the thing that creates the anger and the resentment. By removing the division and becoming one in Christ. Distance might sometimes temporarily relieve some of the pressure that we feel in our life. But true peace can only come through Christ who unites us as our text reminds us. We look again at verse 14 of our text. For he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. By removing those things that cause disunity, by removing those things that cause anger and resentment, by perfectly uniting us in Christ, he has brought us peace. A peace that, instead of separating us, brings us together. Verse 15, For he has abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. So Paul reminds us that the real problem isn't being close together. The real problem is that enmity, that hatred, that arguing, that disunity that so often erupts when we're close together, but it's, it's always there whether we're close or not. And that Jesus has abolished that enmity, that hatred, which separates us, uniting us with him, making two into one perfect, united thing. That he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. So Paul reminds us that he has abolished, he has destroyed that enmity that separates us in the cross, creating unity. We might think of our whole family getting together for a holiday, for Christmas, and a fight, disunity, anger erupts over something. We'll, we'll pick something simple, we'll keep it simple tonight, a simple example Two, two boys start fighting over the last piece of Well, they don't have to be boys. Two people start fighting over the last piece of pie, right? This fighting creates disunity. How are you going to resolve the issue? Well, you might tell them to stop acting so childish. That might work, but it also might just create more disunity. It might create more distance now between you and them. They might unite. Uh, but they might unite in their anger at you for, for calling them childish, right? You might tell them, well, just cut it in half, and that might work, but it also might make them both resentful that they only got half, right? There's uh, a number of other things you could do, including, especially if they're your children, sending them to different rooms of the house. But again, creating distance. Or you could pay the price. You could say, well, here, 
have my piece of pie. Thereby creating unity. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He paid a lot more than a piece of pie. But he himself, instead of coming down and saying, stop acting so childish, which is what we are doing, instead came down and paid the price to bring us together to create unity. There's a beautiful verse in Ephesians chapter 2, just a few verses before our text, uh, verses 5 and 6. He made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This verse, uh, the, the verbs in this verse, every one of them begins with the preposition sun, which means with or together. And so you see that reflected in the English with the, re, the three times it says together. Raises up together, made us sit together with Christ. These three verbs are also all in the present tense. So Paul isn't talking about what we will have in heaven, but what we have now in Christ Jesus. He's not talking about the resurrection of the body that is to come, but he's talking about the resurrection of the spirit that we have now. We were dead in sin. But now with Christ, together with Christ, united with Christ, we live in righteousness. We were weighed down under our anger, under our enmity, under our distrust for one another, under our sin. But now we have been raised up, caused to stand together with Christ and with one another. We, we were... Uh, powerless uh, under our sin. But now with Christ we sit in that seat of power, having received from Christ the forgiveness of our sins and his word which changes our life and by which he causes us to stand with him, united with him. Yesterday I was talking to the kids uh, during morning devotion about Luke chapter 2 in the account when the angel appeared to the shepherds. And one of the things that's really striking about that account is that when the angel appears, Luke says, the glory of the Lord shone around them. Not just around the angel, but around them, around the shepherds and the angel together. The shepherds are united now in that glory of the Lord. You remember back uh, at Mount Sinai, the people were excluded from the glory of the Lord that came down on the mountain. They could not even touch that mountain lest they die. But now here with the birth of Christ, the glory of the Lord, it doesn't exclude the shepherds, but surrounds them and includes them in that righteousness that Christ came to bring to us. You know, in the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, the disciples are filled with fear. They're filled with fear because they're in a boat, and the boat is in a lake, and the lake is being tossed around by the storm. They're filled with fear, but Jesus, of course, in the same boat, in the same storm, is asleep on the bottom of the boat, perfectly at peace. The disciples make the same mistake that we often make, thinking that the way to find peace is through distance. If we get to the shore, we'll have peace. If we can wait out the storm, we will find peace when the storm subsides and the sun comes up in the morning. They look for peace in distance, but they miss the obvious. They miss the obvious fact that they don't need the shore 
or the calming of the storm to find peace. There's Jesus in the boat with them, perfectly at peace. They could have sat down and enjoyed a cup of coffee and kind of a wild ride. It's probably better than any roller coaster, right? Being tossed back and forth by that wave. They could have just sat and enjoyed the storm because as long as Jesus was in that boat with them, they had absolutely nothing to fear. We don't need distance from one another or from ourselves in time to find peace. We find peace in Christ who brings us together and unites us with him. Christ who paid the price to remove that which divides us from one another and from God so that we may have peace with him. Amen.